Hello, and welcome to episode 61 of Design Curious Podcast. I'm your host and mentor, Rebecca Ward. Today on the podcast, I'm talking about the elevated experience that you need to have for your clients as you are increasing your rates. And so this is a follow-up to episode 59, uh, something I was thinking about after I had recorded episode 59. I thought, well, okay, you can't just increase your prices. (laughs) There's something else that goes along with that. So this is the flip side to increasing your prices. A good discussion to have as well. And this is the type of thing that we talk about a lot in my design mentor. So if you're looking to work with me a little more one-on-one, I'd love to have you in that program. You can check out the link in the show notes to find out more about Mind Design Mentor, as well as links to all the free downloads I have for you and the designer quiz to see what type of an interior designer you should be. So go ahead and click on that. And now let's get to our really short but sweet discussion on the flip side to raising your prices. You're now listening to Design Curious, a place where you, creative one, are here to learn about what it really is like to be an interior designer. And I'm your host and mentor, Rebecca Ward. If you're worried about how to succeed in a creative career, if you're ready to learn your next steps to become an interior designer, and if you want the satisfaction of doing something you love every day, you are in the right place. Grab a coffee, a notebook, and let's dig into today's episode. Okay, so back in episode 59, we talked all about charging based on your expertise. And that conversation is important because nine times out of 10, we find that designers are undervaluing themselves and undercharging. So that's why that conversation definitely comes up often. Now, what goes hand in hand with charging a premium or a luxury price, and interior design is a luxury service, is that you have to deliver a luxury product. So this is the other part of increasing your rates. People are going to expect a more luxury experience from you because they are being charged a luxury price. And they're usually happy to pay that, but they also want to have more of a worry-free experience, and they're paying you to take care of all of the details and all of the design and everything so that they don't really have to do much of anything except show up, love it, pay the bills, and enjoy their house. <laughs> so so the thing I wanted to talk about today was providing more of that luxury experience for your client. I spend a lot of time thinking about the client experience and the way that I can improve it for my clients. And so oftentimes I will sit and kind of walk through our process and kind of see what it would be like on the other side of this. If I'm paying $1,200 for my initial consultation, what is it that I'm receiving? What kind of interactions am I having with the designer? And how do they present themselves? What are the products that they're using? Um, Even down to like the paper that you present items on to the client should not just be your standard printer paper. It should be some kind of heavyweight premium paper because it's all a part of that luxury experience. So you're thinking about all these things as you go through. And as we talked about back in the episode with Portia Williams, episode number 16, and we'll have a link to that, that having a client service manager can definitely add to that elevated experience when you're onboarding your client. Not only are they the first person that 
the client talks to who's not you. So you're behind someone else and showing that you are the expert and that they can't just pick up a phone and pick your brain, that they kind of have to go through your system and they're talking to someone else who can really talk you up and really give them confidence that they are putting their money in the right place with a very talented and skilled designer who will give them a great experience. And so you can have your client service manager be the person in front, but then also some of the other services that Portia was saying that they provide is also gifting, which is an important part of that process. So we will often bring a gift to the second meeting that we have with the client And just an appreciation of like, yay, you started your project. Here's a little thing to celebrate. And then we'll give them a gift. Usually once we go into implementation after the high of the presentation and they love everything, but then it comes down to the slow part. And so we'll give another gift during that time. It's usually, you know, it might be something that helped them through the challenge of the remodel. So it might be some kind of Grubhub or Uber Eats gift card, or it could be a self-care basket. So it has some lavender or some bath salts or things, you know, just to reduce the stress of that part of the process. And then uh, we usually give the client a gift at the end of the project as well. So that's part of the luxury experience. But like I said, throughout the whole thing that you want to create a product and present it in a way that is a luxury design as well. So that would be investing in the production of the prints or even doing the 3D renderings, like investing into something that they can really visualize it. One thing that I am actually considering to look into as we get further into having Meta be a part of our lives and all of this virtual reality is companies that can offer that virtual reality experience with your 3D rendering. So you can put on some Oculus glasses and and see and kind of walk through the space in a virtual reality and really feel and understand how the design is going to be implemented in their space. So that's not immediate for me, but it's definitely something I've got my eye on as we proceed down. I definitely have some colleagues who are taking advantage of that for a lot of their higher end clients, especially in the more commercial settings. Another way to really show that you have that luxury experience is to have it professionally photographed and videoed after the project as well so that you show that how much you value their project that you have had it professionally photographed is another way to add on to that luxury experience. Another thing that will come into play is to have great communication. One thing is to have weekly communication with the client, let them know what is going on in the project so they never have to guess or wonder and also be responsive quickly to any questions that they might have that they might reach out with. Usually within 48 hours, we are definitely responding to them, if not sooner, just so that nobody's being ghosted, which would definitely be a sour turn of the experience that the client is having. So communication is vital. It's key. Uh, having transparency in the process. So my contract and my processes really help the client see exactly how my business model runs and what kind of value they're getting and the advantages of working with a designer. So that's all spelled out for them. I have a welcome packet for the client so they can see all of those advantages really easily. We also have 
the client style quiz to see what kind of design style. So that's new knowledge that they can take with them anywhere to understand what their design style is. So if maybe they're you know out on vacation somewhere, they are out a home furnishing store or want to pick up some art or something that they can understand what their design style is and they can get something that will work well with that style. Another part of having a elevated experience for the client is having such clearly laid out processes that you follow every time that it is a sure thing and a very tried and tested experience that you've taken many clients through this process before. Like in my company, we have a seven step process. So we can easily say to the client, okay, now we're in step three and this is what's happening. You can reference that in your client packet that we sent you at the beginning. And it just helps the client to have confidence that this is not just put together willy nilly. I mean, I think I'm so used to having these processes, but I do recall stories and I've heard things about other designers who just are so such free spirits, I guess I could say, (laughs) is that they, they don't want to have processes and systems. Oh, we talked about this with Andrea Libros too, back in episode 32, how she was coaching a a design client who really did not want to set up any processes. She just felt like it constricted her creative flow. How difficult it is, though, for a client to trust a designer to just magically come up with this design and that it's going to have all the details addressed. And so really having processes helps the client and helps the designer stay on track and really deliver a polished design. But there are designers who are very resistant to this systemized practice because they feel like it might impede on their creativity. But if you are charging a premium price for your design services, like you should be, then you really need to have something that is deliverable, that is repeatable in your practice, and is not wasting any time of yours or of the clients to produce. So I just wanted you to keep in mind, basically, is that, yes, I want you to charge a reasonable and premium rate for your services, but you are also going to need to deliver a premium product and premium services (laughs) to the client. You can't just charge them $500 an hour and then never show up to a meeting or never reply to their emails and really have a poor client experience. They're not going to stay with you. You're going to get fired. So as we raise our prices across the industry, I think that our practices and processes systems that we can share with each other can all become a little more standardized in that we can then raise those together. So we're lifting all boats through rising tides on our financial front, but as well as our systems and processes and delivery for the client. So I think this is also a good discussion to have, a good thing to think about. We'll definitely come back to this again as well as the charging for what you are quote unquote worth. So a little food for thought as you are raising your prices and charging more for your clients How are you raising your delivery and your level of client experience? So it's a good exercise to sit down and think about if you were a client opposite of you, how is that experience? What do you like? What could be improved? 
and uh, let me know what you think. If there's some kind of process that you've come up with that clients respond to really well, I'd love to hear about it. Share it with me on Instagram at rwarddesign, or you can email me podcast at rwarddesign.com. Next week, we'll have another great interview. Until then, stay creative. Thanks for listening. If you love this episode, please leave a rating and a review. This helps me reach other curious creatives like you. If you have a topic request or would like to contact me, simply head over to my website, rwarddesign.com or email me at podcast at rwarddesign.com.